heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. WC Football Talk, uh, Danny and I are here. We were going to come in and recap all of week, not all of week five, but a good portion of it. But um, we got we to really have to change gears immediately as we both have money like football on our respective television sets. And the breaking news of the night is that John Gruden is out as the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. Um, obviously, if, for those of you who don't know, there was emails that came out where Gruden used racist, misogynistic, homophobic language directed at, play, at um, certain players, owners, Demora Smith, etc. This is just a crazy developing situation that, like, Danny and I were just talking about it off air. The NFL did the right thing here because if they kept him employed, it just looks like a black stain on the league. Yeah, bro. Um, you know, of course, of course, this is going on with the Raiders. You know, they they never seem to get out of their own way. But um, you know, you kind of expected this to come come out when the original uh, email was released. What was that Saturday or something? Saturday or Sunday? Uh, yeah, Friday or Saturday, one of the Friday two. or Saturday. Okay, yeah. So, you, so you knew you knew the pressure was coming down. Maybe, maybe he was able to get out of it, but like he probably shouldn't have. But tonight, yeah, it was that was that was the nail in the coffin tonight. And apparently, there's more too. So we'll see if they come out. I feel like too, but even t- um, I got to pull up a post because obviously the first one came out, I believe, from the New York. It was either the New York Times or the New York Post, and uh, there is a reporter who does sports media work. Uh, I don't know if you know him or not, Danny Andrew Marchand. No, he works for the post. He does media columns and stuff. And um, the point he had really good was he quote tweeted Adam Schefter about 10 minutes ago. And he said, uncovered impl- implies the NFL didn't want these out there. It's like it's like how I said the whole black stain on the league. And I kind of agree with him. I feel like the NFL knew about this. It's just one of those things. Once word leaks, it's like they have to cover their tracks to make their image look good. Yeah, no, of course. And and my thing is, you know, if he's talking to Dan Snyder like this, he clearly feels comfortable enough to to use this kind of language and shit. So how does Dan Snyder really like talk behind closed doors too? So they should they they should definitely, you know, uncover everything if they're gonna just uncover his part of this. Yeah, Jesus. Between between this and the Urban Meyer stuff, it just hasn't been the best week for NFL coaches, but you're right. They got like the Dan Snyder thing too has been another black stain on the league where it's just like, okay, what's going to come out of there? Because I feel like the NFL picks, this is the th- the problem I feel like the NFL's had for years. They will pick and choose their battles to when it comes to certain things. Like for example, I- I'm going to go to Patriots example, like the whole spy gate, the flake gate, how the tape, you-, you can even read up on this too, the whole, how the tapes were just apparently destroyed and everything and nothing came out of that. And then there was the whole deflate gate stuff with Tom, but then you had stuff like even the Ray Rice stuff, how that was way too late. And then now you have this, which they're proacting on, which I feel like that's the always bad thing about the league. They pick and choose what battles they want to fight when it comes to the whole negative Im- the stuff that causes a negative image on the league. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you know, the Raiders and the NFL haven't had the best relationship historically. So, like, I get, again, it doesn't surprise me that it's it's happening to the Raiders, but you know, there, there's other teams out here doing shit like this that you'll never hear about. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like you said, they pick and choose what, what battles they want to fight and, and what pipelines they want to go down. Oh, no, 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 for sure, for sure. Like, you got to imagine, like, like, I wouldn't be shocked if language like this is used across, like, not every single owner or coach, but, or every, like, all the time, but I wouldn't be shocked if there's, like, a history of, like, various owners, various coaches, GMs using language of that extent that you're right, we'll just never know about because it never gets out there. It's just once a reporter catches wind of this, they're going to go to the league and say, look, we got this. We are not afraid to release this. And so the NFL has to kind of crumble. And then by getting rid of Groot in the NFL looks like this, the NFL, it makes the NFL look good in the sense of oh, look, absolutely. we had this problem, we squash it. But you're right, though, because that's the one thing a lot of people got to remember is that Al Davis was the first real rogue owner in the league where he was like, no, 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 fuck you. I'm going to do things my way. Yep. So, I mean, what do you, you, there's not much to say, but, you know, like if, if more emails come out and, and it looks even worse, you know, good for the NFL for stepping in and, and letting him, you know, Get, well, he didn't get fired. Get, uh, have him resign his job and stuff like that. You Obviously, there's no place in that for the league and the locker room, stuff like that. No one's going to, you know, he lost all credibility. 
but um you know if stuff like this is out there and there's and there and it's accessible and people know about it you know like like step forward man don't don't pick and choose what you're gonna release and what you're not gonna release you know i know it's blackballing in a sense but you know let's be fair with it exactly and i feel like too this it'll be one of those things with him where either I, I can't see Gruden back of the Raiders, but it wouldn't shock me that in a few, like in a couple seasons, he's either back on TV in some capacity or he's like here doing this. Like, let's take a good example. Michael Vick, who obviously went to jail for the dog fighting. He's an analyst on Fox now. So like, the, like for as much to as bad stuff like this happens, the NFL hasn't ever been afraid to give second chances out to certain people. And like, I feel like Gruden will be back in some capacity in a, in a few years. It's just for the next little while, he's got to lay low and just, you know what, not do, not do anything. And now I'm not condoning that it's going to happen. I'm just saying, look, I wouldn't be shocked if you see this by, like, say, the 2023 season. Mm, I mean, personally, me, I can't see it happening. I don't, you know, just the way in today's time and age, like, it's going to be very hard to recover for some, from something like this. But, you know, shock, more shocking things have happened. So I just yeah. don't see it personally. Yeah, and I mean, too, he's been getting, he'll, he'll be getting a bag still for the next few seasons from the Raiders anyway. He's only yeah, he's set for 18, life. 19, 20. He's, he's got generational wealth. He's good. Yeah, he's got four seasons. He's still got sixty million that the Raiders got to pay him. So I feel like he's he'll be fine. I was just I was just saying that in the sense like, no, I'm not here. I'm not here like trying to play good cop, bad cop with the whole situation. I'm just saying like, look, it's there's just parts of it. I do think, yeah, you're right. This is going to be a hard thing for him to clear his image up. But at the same time, too, look, he's got generational wealth to where if he goes away and does nothing for the rest of his life, he it's not like it's a huge concern for him. I agree. And this is something too. I'm going to say from a playing standpoint, man, this could derail their season because. They, they they got off to a good start, but then last week against the Char- uh, they lost to the Chargers on Monday Night Football, and then yesterday had the upset against the Bears. The Bears beat them, so we'll see where this goes with the Raiders, who I believe play the Broncos this Sunday. Yeah, no, I was texting with Mikel, actually, just before we hopped on, too, and um, I was like, yeah, man, I really don't see how you guys are going to recover from this. Like, I did not buy into the Raiders at 3-0 at all. You know, I tweeted that. But, um, you know, now with this dark, this dark cloud hanging over their season, you know, I just I just don't. This is what crumbles teams, you know, and this is just what, what takes your your season off of uh, off the train rails. So it's going to be a very hard uh, situation to recover from. Maybe they'll do their best. Maybe they sneak into a wild card. I doubt it. But, um, you know, I think the way Mark Davis is, is he's a very impulsive owner. You know, he's going to pull the shock move. And like, like I just said before, I really would not be surprised if they, you know, mortgaged their future and went and traded for uh, Rodgers or Russell Wilson next year, just to, you know, just to like move, move the image off, off of the situation. Yeah, hundred percent, one, hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you. I was just looking at that because, like, this now just like puts a big stain on just like the season. I know stains like the word of the day. This just puts a stain on their their season for like going forward. Because I want to pull up their schedule. Because I. I was even saying to myself earlier today, I was like, you know what? They had a Thanksgiving matchup against the Cowboys, which I'm like, yo, that doesn't look like exactly a bad game. Now, can they recover from this? Yes. But for right now, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see for them. But I'm just going to just give me a second, folks. Um, like I said, yeah, next week they go to they go to Denver. Then they play the Eagles. Then they have a bye. Then they got the Giants, the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, the Bengals, and then the Cowboys. And then that basically is the rest of their October and November. So, they they have some winnable games in there. It's just a matter now too. Who's going to coach the team and who what like what's going to happen? Because like you have to look at this from a football standpoint too, where it's not only hey do they get how to coach have to resign, but at the same time too, who's going to take over? And also I think this could save uh, Mike Mayock in a sense because I know I feel like if they admit it's the playoffs, I feel like Mayock would have been the scapegoat and they would have got rid of him. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at the Raiders, you know, they're lucky to be three and two. You know, I think they should have lost that week one game, but you give them the win. They won the game, you know, after that, all those blunders and stuff like that. But, you know, they're a three and two football team. You know, it wouldn't shock me for them to lose to Denver. That's, you know, whatever. Denver's not doing too hot either right now, but, you know, we'll see. But if they lose to that, to the Eagles and they and they end up at uh, three and four, I think I think this, this season's going to spiral out of control personally. No, exactly. I, I I agree with you on that one. Um, but just moving gears now from Saturday, from this whole thing to what happened yesterday. I know it's a little impromptu or whatever, but I feel like we, we talked about enough and we can't really say there's not much more to say. Look, it, it, it is what it is. The emails are not language that's accepted in today's in today's world. And that's that's just the nature of things. But um, when you were saying teams that you were like, I didn't believe them at three and oh, one other one I got for you, man, is the Denver Broncos, because if you look at it, they 
three and zero. Obviously, they beat you guys. They beat the Giants, and then they beat the Jags, zero and nine at the time. And then now, three and two. So for them, I'm just like, that's a team whose season is, I think, slowly spiraling. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I was buying stock in them early. I really did believe in that defense to be like a legit top five defense. But um, you know, Vangio's quickly, you know, losing all momentum that they picked up at three and zero. And, um, you know, the quarterback situation, although it's not it's not terrible. It's not Drew Locke. It's still like Teddy Bridgewater is so limited. Like he's such a game manager. And if the defense isn't playing up to a top five level, I don't know if they're able to, you know, stay in games with uh, the amount the amount of points they're going to score each week. They have all the talent in the world. Like I always said, they're, they're just missing that quarterback that will bring them to the next level. Exactly. That was the thing I was always saying too. Like, if could they get in? I feel like they're going to try to get it this offseason because Drew Locke and it. We saw that when Teddy Bridgewater went down, and then for this week, I feel like it was a bit of a trap for them to uh, for them the Steelers in the sense of where it's like, look, the Steelers eventually had to get off the snide after starting the season one and zero, and then obviously losing three in a row. I feel like there was there was a game for them to bounce back. This was the one, but um, for them, I always said this: if they went three and two in the month of October. I'd buy stock. The fact that they're 0-2 right now, if they go lose one more game, which they do have Cleveland and I believe the football team and the Cleveland football team and the Raiders as, is that a Michael Pittman? That is a Michael Pittman touchdown. I'm yep, sorry. Yep. Flag's good. Flag's good. No, we're good. Okay. Pittman you're touchdown. Okay. First Michael Pittman touchdown of the season. You guys got to remember this is a Michael Pittman stand podcast. That. The fact that we got to do this during the pod, oh my god! Let's see if he's oh. down. No, he's good. Was a penalty? Uh, maybe he might be. He might be. I don't know. That's That's gonna, a... I don't think you can overturn it, dude. If that was roughing the passer, that was wait. What was the penalty? I have it on mute. No, it was, it was pi on the defense, but I thought his knee might have been down. But no, they're, he's good. They're, nah, they're, he's, they're, he's they're good. upholding it. Oh no, he's good. Let's see this. Oh, he's crossed. Oh, wait, he. Yeah, you could you could see it, but no, they gave it to him. Yeah, yeah, I didn't remember this from the Detroit game. Yeah, your feet's ahead of me. Remember, folks, Michael Pittman stand podcast here, and that's his Man, first I, touchdown. I traded season. him last week too, bro. Ugh. Oh, I held on to him, and let's see. So I got to go to my Yahoo app. I was getting the red zone notifications and. There it is. Michael Pittman, fifth. Um, man, he's having a good game. Five receptions, 68 yards for the touchdown. Yeah, that, that one, like, that one game all his yardage right there for sure, though. Yeah. I got it. Good for him, man. Good for him. He needed that. Uh, and also another news. I think the rate, the uh, rate Rays just tied the uh, ALDS against the Red Sox. Good shit. Let's go Rays. <laughs> Hate them both. Do not want to see the the Red Sox go any further than they already are. It's like the lesser of two evils. I'm just rooting for an NL team at this point, to be honest. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Astros, oh. Ast- Astros, Red Sox, ALCS, man. Oh, my God. That's, that would be so bad. I just I, I wouldn't mind a Sox, Sox one. I feel like that would be kind of awesome. Where it's like just two Sox to go to the play, to go to the World Series. Mm. Just because it's a funny punt, and that's all. You know, I feel like we're going to get Atlanta and then either or. The um, um, Giants or Dodgers, I don't really care. I feel like whoever wins, it's going to be good. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. but moving back to the NFL, um, this pains me to do, but I got to give props, man. You know, the Buffalo Bills are like they're they're a legit team. They're, they're like there's no more like, hey, are they? Are we sure about them? Not like here's still doubting the Bills. I'm going to say this right now. Just please stop. And also, man, I got some stuff to say about Kansas City after, but man. I got to get props if we're due, man. They had Buffalo played a great game last night. And also, too, Danny, I'm talking about this on Twitter, man. Dawson Knox, waiver wire pickup of the season. Uh-huh, yeah. Dawson Knox is a top five tight end right now, for sure. You know, it, it kills me because, you know, Buffalo is probably the team I hate the least in the division. It's just I hate their fans. I cannot stand those fans, man. But um, as far as their football team, you know, yeah, they're they're damn good. They're damn good. It's still early. It is still early, you know. Um, I, I'm pretty sure didn't the Ravens beat the Chiefs early last year as well? If I'm not no, wrong, the uh, Chiefs the Chiefs killed the Ravens on Monday Night Football. I they remember lo- I- who they, who did they lose to the Chiefs the, last year? That was a good team that had potential. They lost to the Raiders. 
No, I never believed in the Raiders. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But, um, you know, it's still early. But, yeah, no, damn. Dude, Buffalo looks damn good, man. Very, very good. They're they're legit. They're a legit contender. Um, you know, Zach Moss looks a lot better. So, if, if they have a legit running game to go along with, you know, Rousseau, who's a fucking stud pass rusher that they added, you know, they have a chance. Rousseau is what they needed. They needed edge. They needed an edge rusher after the last season. I said that's the one weak spot on their team. And Rousseau... Man, Rousseau's doing his job, but even, like, I know it, it pains me to say it, like, too. Like, the Bills, like, yeah, like, I respect the team. There's a couple fans that, look, like, I'm cool with. But, like, at the same time, too, yeah, I just, I can't, like, I, there's, like, teams where I'm just, like, look, they're, at, like, my top of the list that I, for me, not liking just because, like, as I had that bad experience there. And also, well, 15, 13 missed point uh, PATs this week. That's insane. Unbelievable. But, um, yeah. Um, but what was I going to say next? Um... But no, like, dude, after last night, like, I'm gonna say this right now too, dude. dude the Kansas City Chiefs. This might be a hot take. I, I just, I can't see them going to the Super Bowl, man. They've had all but one game where they've allowed more than 30 points. I'm sorry, like, I feel like the Chiefs this year are. Well, I'm not saying they're like the same team, but they're like the Dallas Cowboys before Dak got hurt last year. You know where if Dak and the offense do enough to win, they're gonna win games. But then the defense has to – like the defense – if the defense slacks and the offense has an off day, they're going to lose. That's that's what I'm trying to get at with this Chiefs team. Yeah, um, as of right now, yeah. I still think they do something at the trade deadline, honestly. I think they, they'll, they'll – if there's a if there's a um, star guy on the deadline, you know, I think this is the year they'll, you know, give up a first-round pick and get that guy. But it's still early, like I said, man. Like, like I, I'm not writing the Chiefs off in, on week, in week five at all. Their defense doesn't look good early, but – I think it gets cleaned up. It's only up from here, honestly. And and I mean, if if Gilmore would have hit the open market, you know he would have been a chief today. Or so, thank God uh, you guys traded him to the to the Panthers instead of letting him uh, pick a team to go to. Yeah, we got we got we got something. We got something. I'll get into that in a little bit. But um, I, I'm like I'm not writing off the Chiefs right now. I'm just saying like, look, they're one and four against the spread. Like I'm in a spread pool with my dad. Uh, he he does, and I tell I've told him every single week. Do not pick I, the only week I told him to pick the Chiefs to cover. I think was the Ravens game and the Eagles game because I was like, look, they'll beat the Eagles. But week one, I picked the Browns to cover. Week three, I picked the Chargers to cover. Yesterday, I I picked the Bills to cover. And I also I had Bills money line. I thought the Bills were going to win that game because this season's been a lot about teams getting the monkeys off their back. Like we saw it, the Ravens beating the Chiefs. And then we saw the Bills, and we saw the the Cardinals and the Rams. And then the next one, I still think, is if the Browns have to beat the, the Browns have to beat the Ravens at some point if they truly want to win the division. But no, you're right. Like the Chiefs are going to figure it out. It's just when you're letting up 30 plus points a game, I, it's just tough for me to think. Look, that this team can go all the way. Of course, they'll, they'll find a way and they'll be there in January. I'm not saying they're a write-off team. I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team. Like next week, they have the football team. I fully expect them to bounce back and win. But when I know they still have to play like the Cowboys, the um, the Cowboys and the Packers at some points this season, they still have to play the AFC West, which who knows at this rate with like the Raiders and the Broncos, because they almost beat them last year. And that was with bat worse uh, teams. It's just they're they're going to have to find tricky ways to go on a roll, which look I don't honestly don't doubt that they'll do. I'm just saying I, I think Chiefs fans are starting to realize, look, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. No, of course. And it's very hard to get to the Super Bowl three years in a row, man. That's that's I don't even know. Have you guys even ever done that? Uh, no, we did three and four years. And then mm. we did. Oh, wait, we did three years. We did three years. We did 26, 2016, where we beat Atlanta. 2017, we lost the Eagles. And then 2018, where we beat the Rams. So we did okay, three years so in a row, but we did win but, loss. But in that whole time period where you guys were going, you know, like, it, look how hard it was to go, to go back three years in a row. So, like, it, it's, you know, it's not a guarantee. For sure. Um, but like I said, I want to see the deadline first. I want to see what happens in November, December. And then uh, I think we'll have a better uh, opinion. But if it comes down to uh, that rematch in the AFC Championship, like we just saw last night, you know, the Bills just proved they can go to Arrowhead and they can win. And that's a very hard thing to do. So, you know, they definitely uh, they definitely built momentum. And also, too, that. that- if they meet up again in January, that ma- that game is in Buffalo, Buffalo. so that changes yeah. things huge. Like I know yeah. Danny and I said we're not a fan of Bills Mafia, but we we know that look, Bills Mafia brings a different element, and that changes things completely for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to win in Buffalo in January, man. 
100%, as Hollywood Brown actually makes a catch for once in his life. Um, but no, moving on now, um, one other game. I know you slept during the 4 o'clock hour, but man, I, I already got to say a good game of the year candidate, L.A. versus Cleveland. Another game. I tweeted this out. I'm like, we have to see this again in January. Yeah, no, I caught up on all the, I watched all the highlights, you know. I didn't I, really I, miss anything. But um, Justin Herbert, man, holy shit. Man, if you're if you're I know I know Big Rat's take is um you know everyone loved Tua blah 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 but you know Stephen Ross originally wanted Tua I mean not Tua wanted Herbert and they they went the other direction so he's got to be killing himself right now for that that kid looks like a bona fide stud bro um the charges are legit man the the charges are legit I can see them being in the position Buffalo was last year possibly getting into the championship game but losing. Um, they're, they're just, they're just firing on all cylinders right now. I mean, their defense gave up a shitload of points. Yeah, but they can sustain with any, anyone, you know, as far as, uh, scoring points. I mean, the fact that their game was very back and forth, it's not like, you know, that the Browns went up huge early and then the Chargers had them out this comeback. The fact that it was basically a chess match where it was like you and I playing Madden on easy mode. Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that it was like that, I think just shows that, look, I know that they gave up a lot of points, but at the same time, too, when you have shootouts like that in the NFL, and then it literally, I thought it was going to come down to the missed kick when Viscanzo missed that kick to make it 42-41, and then the Browns couldn't convert and then got the touchdown. I thought, I'm like, all right, Browns, half, point and a half. Um, I, I'll own up to it, too. I had that really bad tweet exchange where I got my plus and minuses mixed up with the betting line, folks. <laughs> I know. I, I got called out for I that know what you. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 meant, I meant to say plus three and a half for the Jets. But, um, but no, this is just – this was a game where, look, both teams kind of showed that they can hang. I feel like – and also I'll say this too, which because it kind of applies to the Chiefs because it was going back to the Patriots earlier. In 2018, we lost to the Lions on Sunday night football in a game I was embarrassed about. And then, if, and then in December, we had that miracle in Miami happen, which just was uh, – I still say this is a stain. I know Big Rat's probably smiling hearing me say that. But I say this. All teams have to go through adversity. I'm just saying if the Kansas City Chiefs go on a roll all of a sudden, we'll look at this as it's their time. But that was, that's just another note for another day. That's why I wanted to add that. But, no, as it goes to these teams, look, both teams are good. Herbert is a – I've seen people say, like, okay, I don't buy the, the hype into the Chargers, like, back in August. I was like, no, I always said this team was going to be a playoff team in 2021 if they're healthy because, like, look, they have Derwin James back, who's a dog in the secondary. Joey Bolsa is playing great defensively. They have some pretty good linebackers. And also, too, man, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, um, Mike Williams all look great. And also, too, man, Jared Cook's looking really good at tight end. Yeah, Mike Williams is the guy, man. This guy, you know, he was drafted to be this, and he's finally living up to what he's been drafted to do, probably end some. Like, ridiculous games. You know, I know he didn't really do much last week, but, you know, every other game he's he's been just a stud, bro. So I think that's the X factor with uh, with the Chargers. Eckler looks awesome as well. Um, and like you said, yeah, Jared Cook is a nice find for them. He's been around forever, but, you know, he's really having probably one of his uh, best seasons there too. So they're a very, you know, it's a pick-your-poison team, and those teams are very hard to stop and beat. No, exactly. And the one other thing I wanted to say, uh, I'm just going to move gears here. Question I have for you, Arizona Cardinals, contender or pretender? Um... Oh, also I'm going to say, Danny, what? I hate to cut you off, but it's uh, just see on the TV right now, Raiders assistant coach Rich Bacassia is expected to replace John Gruden as the interim coach per Susie Colbert. So that's just oh, something wow. I want. That's just Miguel wanted one. Tom Cable. That's crazy. I but mean, um, but- as far as, no, as far as the uh, the Cardinals, I think the the NFC is a lot more open this year than people think. So I'm going to say contender. I'm going to say contender as of today. Sorry, folks. Um, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I always said the Cardinals were going to be that team. I thought, personally, I have the Rams still winning the division. I think at the end of the day, the Rams are still a better complete team. Um, the Cardinals, who losing Max Williams, I don't know if he saw his knee. His knee just bent away where you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's not supposed to go that way. Mm-hmm. Um but, no, they look good, man. DeAndre Hopkins is still a baller. James Conner's having a huge bounce-back year for them at running back. Their defense is finally figuring things out. I feel like the Cardinals, they know what they have to do, but at the same time, too, the fact that they're not putting this enormous pressure on them, they're just going out there and playing. And I still have Kyler in the MVP conversation, but if you had to ask me right now for two, 
I have to say Kyler and Herbert. Yeah, yeah, it's close right now. It's definitely close. Um, but no, um, also Rondell Moore, the, the the receiver they drafted out of the second round, has been a complete stud. Great for them touchdown too. yesterday. Yeah, been a complete stud for them as well. Um, you know, if they're another team, man, if they, if they can just continue to pull, pull up, put up points the way they're doing, I know yesterday Kyler didn't have his greatest game, but he's still a stud. If they continue to, you know, have shootouts, you know, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on them to win that shootout. So I think they definitely have a chance uh, this year in the NFC. Look for one this coming Sunday as they go to Cleveland to play the Browns. That's a sneaky good game in the 4 o'clock window. The Browns need that game, too. Yeah, the Browns need the game. And then also, too, um, week ni- week 8, Thursday night football, Cardinals and Packers. Wow, so, that's games. a good one, too, yeah. I was also saying this, too, and I'm going to get to this. We're going to go to this team next. Um, the, so this coming Sunday, it is the Seahawks and the Steelers on Sunday night football. Man, if I'm the NFL, I don't know how you don't flex out for Browns Cardinals. You like, because like I'm looking at that Steelers Seahawks game, and like for the first time this year, I see a primetime game, and I'm like, yo, I have no desire to watch this. Like, I know we had Panthers, Texans, and then Jags and Bengals, but at least at least those are the ones where they're like, look, hey, they could be a little bit exciting. Like this one, I just have like no desire for, especially with Wilson being out. Yeah, no. I mean, they 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 they've been they they dropped the ball week one with Sunday Night Football. This is another one. I'm I'm tired of seeing the Steelers in um in in primetime games, man. They're they're an old team. We all know that. You know, they're not special anymore. They're boring, and uh, you know, no Russell Wilson on the Seahawks. No one wants to see Geno Smith on Sunday night. So they got to figure out a way. You know, in these early season uh, Sunday night games, how to uh, how to flex them out because they're hurt. They're only hurting themselves with the ratings. I'm pretty sure we're in the flex period now. I believe it was week five to week. I'm pretty sure it starts either week five or week six. So, like, they got to, like, look at it and have, like, potential backups for, like, hey, what can happen if this, 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 and this happens? Like, I'm saying – I'm still saying that right now, like, for the Cardinals. Like, look, put that Cardinals-Browns game in the um, – in Sunday Night Football. Because, look, that's a game that's going to get eyeballs because everyone's going to want to see what Baker and Kyler do. Because, like, I, I fully expect that game to be a shootout. But – at the same time, too, Steelers, Seahawks could be sneaky good, but like it's like Danny I both said, man, Seahawks ain't making the playoffs this year, and I think our points being proven a little bit further, unfortunately. I only say that because of the injury. Like you don't want them to go down an injury. But if you look at that, like let's just look at that Seahawks for a second. Because I saw the tweet today from Austin Gale of Pro Football Focus, former a guest of YWC Football Talk, and I saw you retweet it about how their look, you have their uh, 2022 first round pick. Elijah Vera Tucker grading pretty well so far for pass top, protection. Top rookie grade of, uh, of the year so far. Looking pretty good. Because that's the other thing I'll say about the Chargers, too, is Rashawn Slater has looked really good this year. But Vera Tucker, man, a lot of these rookie offensive linemen are getting the work done, except for Alex Leatherwood. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I just had to take that dig. I, I still despise that draft pick at every chance I get. But no, with um with the Seahawks, it's just bad luck. But at the same time, too, like you're probably smiling ear to ear because you're like, look, just get us that pick. Oh, Lamar, come on! All right, I'm be- I'm behind, but I'm gonna. Well, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh I don't mind. I remember. I still remember the Christmas episode last year when um you were ahead of you were ahead of the big rat. Big rat, yeah. He was pissed. Mm-hmm. I think he had fantasy sixth line. What the fuck was that? Yeah, very bad, very bad. <laughs> John Harbaugh's face is hilarious. Man, I had the Colts aren't dead yet, cover. man. I had the Ravens to cover. Oh no. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. What was the question again, bro? Oh. Um. With the C, man, you got to be smiling about this whole Seahawks situation because they're right oh, now my God. out in the NFC West. I said it, man. I said, I said it. I said, I said, you know, the dark cloud is over the C- Seattle Seahawks this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Russ got hurt. I'm pretty sure I came on here and said that. You know, they've been ignoring O line for so long, even though the O line, you know, it was a freak injury. But um, yeah, no, Geno Smith. Geno Smith was a hot shot last week. You know, obviously teams weren't prepared for him to come in and, and do what he did. But now that they start, you know, scheming for him and game planning for him and see what he really is. You know, he's not going to really do anything. I don't believe. He could prove me wrong, you know, maybe. But, um, no, so I expect them to lose most of those games um, that Geno plays, and then Russ is going to come back. And unless he has, like, a historic or a heroic uh, crazy run, 
and their defense uh, magically gets fixed overnight and they learn how to stop teams. And Jamal Adams actually plays like uh, someone who's worth two first rounders and a third rounder, you know, for your team to trade for because they thought he was the final piece in their team. Um, you know, I think you can safely write off the Seahawks. And I know it's early. I know it's week five, but, you know, they're going to take how long Russ is out is four to six weeks or whatever. So say he's out six weeks, they go, we'll say two and four. That's uh, what is that? Seven losses almost already. Two and four would take them to four and seven. So they yeah, basically so, would. So, have so to Russ, would, Russ would have to run the table. Probably not happening. Um. So so yeah, man. Get just get me in the top ten. You know, with that draft pick, I'm I'm all for that. Because if you look at their schedule coming up, they go to the Steelers, then they play the Saints on Monday Night Football, then they go to Jacksonville. That's probably a dub. But then they after their bye week, they play the Packers and the Cardinals and the football team. Yeah. That's November stretch. If Russ isn't back or not playing well, that could easily be 0-3. Like, I'm sorry to do this, Alex Larson, but it, it ain't stuff ain't looking good for the 12s. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, I want to focus now on your game yesterday. I, just want, I know, obviously, you guys lost. I had you guys on the spread, plus three and a half. Um, what, what did you see from the game and everything? And also, too, I'm going to say this right now. Man, Franklin Myers, well-deserved payday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, uh... Very slept on player in the league. I know I was I was arguing with a couple of people on Twitter who was like, "Who's that?" Blah, blah blah. Like it's not your it's not nobody else's fault but yourself for being a casual and not knowing. You know, Franklin Myers is a stud. Um, thank God Sean McVay. I don't know what the hell Sean McVay was doing when he cut him. I guess they tried to sneak him onto the practice squad, but JD claimed him. Um, he was out for that first year, and then last year he was balling, and then this year, you know, he's on pace for double digit sacks. So. Very, very smart move to lock him up early because the price tag after the season would have been a lot more, um, you know, and, and God, God forbid it does fail. You know, you have an out in the contract after uh, after the second year. So and, and you know, that's that's one of the perks of not paying Sam Darnold. You know, you can retain your team and you can uh, you're able to pay your guys because if you're giving Sam Darnold, who looked awful, by the way, um, yesterday, you know, if you pay him his 30, 30 to 40 mil, you know, you're not able to make moves like this. So, um, yeah, no, very good move by J.D. to lock him up. But as far as the game yesterday, you know, it's just uh, I think I think, you know, unless our defense, you know, the, the, the way the offense has been coming out, you know, in these first halves is, is ridiculous, man. You got to get this shit cleaned up by the bye week. We have like I think it's a total of nine first half points the whole season, which is ridiculous. But they're they're a completely different team in the second half. So if they start piecing this shit together, man, and they play like the way they're playing in the second half, they're going to, you know, be able to win some football games. But like I said, they're the youngest team in the NFL. I keep saying it. I'm not expecting a lot of wins. I just want to see progression from Zach Wilson and uh, <clears throat> the, the players on the team that actually are going to be here in the future. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was the London part. I don't know what it was, but. You know that they just they just it seemed like they didn't get off the planes in the in the first half and and that was it and they couldn't recover from that because if the defense got the stop there at the end and uh, or at least just held them to a field goal you know we would have had a chance but you know the defense couldn't stop anything all day um, so you know I just chalk it up as a loss the Falcons were the better team and uh, you know we we go into the bye we try to fix fix what's clearly wrong on the team. And, uh, yeah, we go to Gillette and we see what happens. If all I care, I don't care about the winner or the loss in Gillette. I just care, like, Zach Wilson can't come out and throw four picks like he did uh, week two against you guys. No, 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 exactly. And also, too, I'm looking at the replay right here. It looks like his, le- like his the ball just comes out as his knees hitting the ground. So I think the touchdown is going to stand. But no, I agree with you. Like, with you guys, it's, um, one of those things where it's just, look, you got to show progression. You got to show stuff. Um, Salah's a very interesting coach. I feel like he I feel like he plays it safe, like, at first. But then when he has to, like, get, get it going, that's when he gets kind of reckless. So I feel like sometimes you have to do that. Like, I'm not saying reckless in the sense of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Reckless in the sense of you do go out there and do stupid things. But reckless in the sense of, like, you know what, do something. Un- not Not reckless unconventional yeah no and i don't i don't i don't really know if he's he's not playing call uh call playing but um you know albrick albrick is just, he's just being predictable man like like the way you beat our team is is 
through screens because we're bringing pressure to your face every time. And if the pressure doesn't get there, people are open in the secondary and it's, it's easy completions. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen third and plus, 10 plus, you know, get converted this year already. And it's so frustrating, man. Like, they, they just drop, they, they rush five or more every time. And if, if, the, if, the, if the pressure doesn't get there, like, it's a completion. It's a first down. And you shoot yourself in the foot. But, um, you know, we still haven't even had an interception. We're the only team without, the, without an interception this whole year. So, I mean, I don't know, man. We got to see progression. I think Salah needs to be stop being Mr. Nice Guy because that shit's going to wear out then. I mean, I know the win last week, which was awesome, helped out a lot for, uh, for the morale of this team. But, you know, I feel like you just gave away, gave back all that momentum uh, with this loss. You know, Jeff fans are so irrational. And they're just going crazy, and they have all these fucking hot takes. And last last week they were talking like, "Oh, this is how we get to the playoffs." So very bipolar fan base. I know that, but you know, like I said, man, you have this bye week to self evaluate, um, try to get better. And if you come back with the same shit, it's a real problem, in my opinion. Very yeah, real problem. Yeah, like you, like you're right. Like, look, week two. Like Wilson, I feel like Wilson. He was making rookie mistakes to where I even noticed. Who's it? I noticed it with yesterday. Um, Davis Mills. I noticed it with Mills, which we'll talk about that. I got a lot to say. Um, where you do something to where I'm like only a rookie quarterback would do that. And what Wilson did week two is he did a lot of panic where he didn't throw the ball. He just threw, chucked it up in the air to get rid of it. When in, in reality, you got to learn either look, just take the sack. Or get it out of bounds because if you do that, you're going to preserve it. Meanwhile, if you don't, that's when you make rookie. That's when you make silly mistakes that you know what end up costing your team the victory. Like what happened when the Patriots went to MetLife and beat beat the Jets beat, beat the Jets twenty five to six. Yeah, no, I mean Wilson's playing a million miles per hour right now. He needs to just settle down, hit his hit his easy throws. He's missing his easy throws. He's short arming short arming them. You know, I don't know if you saw anything from last night or yesterday morning, but there was a wide open screen pass. Yeah, wide open screen pass. Two of them, actually. But the one I'm talking about literally just floats the ball and hits it in the old lineman's helmet. Like, there was room there to run. Probably could have got in and made a, uh, you know, potentially scored. But, you know, he just needs to settle down, man. He's just, he's got, he's got happy feet right now. He wants to go for the kill. And you just got to, you know, you got to take what the defense gives you and make the throw, man. You know, the O-line isn't an excuse anymore. The O-line's been playing very well you know, compared to week one, week two. But, um, you know, like I said, man, all I could say is self-evaluate and let's see what happens week seven. They have been playing well. The other, the other guy who's been playing really well for you guys the last couple of weeks is Corey Davis. Mm, Corey had a good game last this week, but I've, I've, been, I've been pretty disappointed with him, man. He's not helping Zach out. Like, he, there's been a couple of really bad drops where, you know, we paid you to be the number one guy. You want to be the number one guy. You think you're the number one guy. And you're just not making the play to be the number one guy. So, you know, if, 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 if you're the reason why Denzel Mims, who is a fucking supreme talent, in my opinion, can't see the field, you need to make every play. You know, I'm not asking you to, to go and do an Odell Beckham, you know, one-handed catch down the sideline. But if the shit hits your hands, you got to catch the ball, man. Got to catch the ball. Yeah, like I'm just saying from the sample size that I've seen from Corey Davis, he's looked okay. But yeah, no, he hasn't, he hasn't been bad. Let's go, Jonathan Taylor. Thank you. But um, he hasn't been bad. It's just it's just like Zach is so locked in on, on Corey right now. And, you know, he's hitting Corey, but Corey's just, you know, a lot of plays he's, he's leaving out on the field. So um, but the guy the guy I've been impressed with on offense is, is Michael Carter. I think, you know, I think he's going to uh, over the second half. I think he's going to really uh, start to make a little bit of noise. He just, you know, he's passing the eye test for me. Like he's shifty. He's hard to get down, you know, for a little guy, too. And I know you already said it, but uh, Jonathan Taylor, too, finally having the breakout game I had this year. I yeah, I needed this, man. I, need, I needed this for sure. Dude, everyone is calling him RB1. Like, our, like he was going top 10 in all fantasy drafts that I was a part of. So the fact he's finally – like, there's a lot of guys this week for fantasy who are finally showing their potential. Like him, obviously Herbert had a huge week. Eckler had a huge week. Mike Evans finally. Oh, Carson Wentz. Like, they, they didn't get to? Ah, uh, nah, no, nah, you you'll see. Okay, all right, all right, it's all good. Um, I'm gonna move on now and talk about my game because for some really bizarre reason, my my team, the Patriots, love to give me fucking heart palpitations in Houston. Um, I don't know what it is. It's the second time we've called. Oh, yeah, that's not a good play. Ugly. 
And he almost he and he missed a tackle too with uh, yeah that was not good. Um, but it's a it's still 19 points though. But yeah, if the Lamar Jackson gets something going, it's gonna be a bad time. Um, my thing with yesterday was like I was just so ready to come on here and just put the Patriots on blast completely, but they found a way to get something done. They found a way to go out there and get the win. Bill Belichick said in, 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 his, in the post game in the locker room, uh, all they needed was 30 minutes of football, and that's what they did. Um, Matt Jones, man, I'll say this. I'm not expecting a lot this year. I'm, I thought maybe, hey, maybe. I know I predicted us to go to the playoffs. The kid can ball. The kid under pressure doesn't get phased. Sure, he had a couple of mistakes yesterday. He threw the pick. Um, Davis Mills looked like a fucking top five pick yesterday, which just completely blew my, blew my mind. But at the same time, too, I feel like the Houston Texans, they got too comfortable when they were up 22 to nine. And then after there, they kind of took their foot off the gas and then their defense kind of like stopped playing as intensely. And then also too, their offense, especially their line, took too many bad penalties on third down that were simple like holding or just. Uh, hands to the face. I'm, I think it was mainly holding, though, or false starts on third down that you simply cannot do in the NFL. If they had done that, they would have won. Also, the other thing I'll say, too, as well, Kaimi Fairbairn, thank you for missing that extra point and I think two field goals because if it weren't for those, the Patriots would have lost the game. So, you know what? At the end of the day, a win's a win, and I'll take it. But the only other thing I'll say, too, is besides um, Mac. Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith are finally looking good. And, man, I'll still say this, though. The best signing the Patriots did this offseason, by far, Matthew Judon. Yeah, I know I know you were stressing yesterday. I'm like, relax, bro. It's the Texans. You know, they're, they're not winning this game. Cautious optimism. Uh, huh? Cautious optimism. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, nah, man, I would be a little concerned if I'm a Patriot fan because, you know, like, Davis Mills sucks. I'm sorry. That guy sucks. And for him to come out and put 300 on the Bill Belichick defense, I know you guys settled down and won the game, but that's like, damn, bro, you, that, that can't happen. Um, but like I said, you know, obviously you have the better coach. You know, you, you guys found the way to win. But, um, you know, like I wouldn't be hyping up this win like, oh, you know, like, you know, Patriots are back, all this stuff. But, um, you know, I, I, I expect you guys to blow them out. And I picked y'all in Survivor, and I was going to be very, very, very upset if you guys lost that game. So um, not That's really much to say about it. Why I was angry. I, yeah, yeah. I got a strike last week. Thank you very much, New York Giants. Dumbass Texans again. You know, you know, teams like that, like they hit the rough, rough in the passer penalty on Mac, where he clearly threw a pick where the guy dropped a fucking punt. Give me pick, pick in the uh, – you know, in the in the ice in another ice drive. So, I mean, we'll see. I still want to see uh, still want to see Mac uh a little bit more before we call him the man. But uh, yeah, definitely needed to to win that game, 100. percent I by no means am calling him the man. I'm just saying that also to I flipped over from uh baseball to uh I flipped the baseball because it is currently five five in the bottom of the ninth for the Sox. Um. I'm not saying when I say like he's living up to it, I'm just saying there is potential there. What I see on a Mac right now is kind of similar to like, you know, Josh Allen in like 2018, 2019, where we were like, look, the signs are there, but he's still working it out. I'm not coming out here and saying, you know what? Yesterday was fantastic. No, like a win's a win, an ugly win. I remember 2013, there was a game against the Cleveland Browns. We should have lost. But it's just the fact that they found a way to win says a lot. Now, I'm not coming on here and saying we're back and everything. No, I fully expect us to lose this Sunday to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are simply a better team. But if the Patriots can manage to get it done against the teams that they're supposed to beat, and then, you know what, maybe steal a win here or there, maybe go one and one against the Bills this year, um, beat a team. Because coming up, we have a really tough stretch where we have to go to L.A., we play Carolina, we play Cleveland, we have Tennessee, we have Atlanta in there, but more than likely the Patriots should win that game. And then we also have the Colts coming, the Colts late December after our bye, and also two week 18 against Miami because we all know New England and uh, New England and Miami is never exactly a cakewalk. So I'm just saying if they can maybe sneak a couple wins here or there, maybe they can get something done. But for right now, look, I'm more focused on just looking at seeing what this team can do positively and how to build on it because I think – Next year is the year people should be expecting the Patriots to, you know what, maybe contend for that wild card spot. I still feel like this year, 
I had expectations of a wild card coming in. I think those are being tampered unless they surprise me. Mm, yeah. And then another thing that pissed me off yesterday with the Texans, man, you guys ran that streak route, that play action streak route over and over and over and over again. And the guy's wide open every time, man. Like these teams need to adjust, bro. Like it, like I literally saw you guys come back with the same route over and over again. But, um, you know, give credit to, to, to Damian Harris. He balled out yesterday as well. He got hurt, unfortunately, but yes, he did. Did He did. So, I mean, we'll see down the stretch, man. We'll see down the stretch. Also, I'll say this, too. Ramondre Stevenson, he was in the doghouse week one after he had the uh, horrible um, horrible uh, fumble. Because that's, that's the only bad thing about the Patriots running back room, too. J.J. Taylor had a fumble against the Buccaneers. Stevenson week one. Harris now is two on the year. Um, if they can get their fumbling problems solved, they'll be fine. But Ramondre Stevenson looks like a little mini LeGarrette Blunt to me where he's just going to go in. He's just going to truck you. He's going to go in there and, you know what, use his body, like just clamp down and get a few extra yards in. But uh, no, with the Patriots, like you, like it's like I said, they for some reason they managed to – I feel like it's like when you overthink something and then you think about it logically and then you just get it right. Like that was the Patriots yesterday with Houston – I don't know what Lovey Smith did to change it up and everything. And also, too, throughout the whole game, their their OC just looked stressed the entire time. Like he was like crouching down. He was like worrying. Oh, the, only the thing Texans. I'll, yeah, the Texans guy, Tim Kelly. The only thing I'll give them props for, which really pissed me off, was going for it on fourth down so much during the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, they're they're a bad football team. They find ways. Bad football teams find ways to lose games. You know. Any other team, I'm sure, maybe except for the Lions, would have found a way to close that one out. But, you know, the Texans are going to Texan. Exactly. The Texans are going to Texan. And that's my whole point about the Patriots. It's just like, look, they found a way. It was really ugly. Like, that's not a game you're proud of. But at the same time, too, look, a dub's a dub no matter how you can take it. Yeah, you take the win. But I'm just saying don't be too, too high about the win. You know? I'm not. Believe me, I'm not. But uh, but yeah, that that that's that's what it was. Um, the only other thing I'll say here too about some other teams. Uh, let me just look at some other games quickly because there's not a whole lot of other news. Oh, yeah, one other thing I'll say is, man, I feel bad for Detroit Lions fans. That's twice in three weeks that you have that happen to you. Yeah, man, my man, my man's on the podium, fucking crying about it, bro. Like, come on. Dude, it's week five. It's week five. I know you want to win bad. You're gonna get it, but but come on, man. Don't 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 come out there and, and cry to everyone about that. They're gonna and come people, out. People are praising him for it. People are the people are feeling so bad for them. Like, come on, man. It's a grown man's league. It's a grown man's sport. They have the Bengals, the Rams, and then the Eagles. I look at that Eagles game as the chance for them to win. I know Bobby's coming on here in a few days, but if I see a game, because it's going to be that game like you guys against the Titans. I had a feeling that you guys were going to beat the Titans when I saw that Julio and AJ were out. Mm. I think the yeah, same. Yeah, no, there's trap games all there. There's trap games, especially if the Eagles are winning at that point somehow. You know, like that, the, like they're due for a trap game. They happen all the time in the NFL. So, I mean, I always said I, I've stuck to it. I thought the Lions were going to be the number one pick in the uh, in the draft, but you know, they're 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 being competitive, and that's all you can really ask for. They're hanging in there. Um, the other note I want to make about yesterday, um, I think the Bengals. It's the same thing too. It sucks to lose a game like that, but they're I think a legit team. They're a team. Legit. Like now, I think they come back to earth. I think you know what they miss, but at the same time too, this is a season for them where they just have to build off things. There, the Bengals are right now where I see you guys in a couple of years. You know what? Maybe they steal a couple of games that they're not supposed to win, and then they kind of like. You know, September, October, they're that, like, nice surprise, but then they start to, like, kind of cool off as the season goes on. Yeah, no, they had the win in the bag. They just missed the kick, you know. Um, the kicker didn't they, they're, 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 they're a very – yeah, they're an up – I'm buying stock in the Bengals. They're an up-and-coming team. It would not shock me if they made the seventh wild card. It would not. Um, you know, Jamar Chase is absolutely balling. You know, T. Higgins is back now. He's a stud, too. Don't forget about T. Higgins. You also have Tyler Boyd, who's, you know, a security blanket. You know, Mixon was hurt. Um, I think he played a little bit, but and their defense, man, their defense is so improved. You know that that I was I was against uh, signing Trey Hendrickson, but but he's he's playing very very well. So Logan Wilson's another guy. Yeah, I'm buying stock in the Bengals right now, man. I'm I'm I'm, I would not be shocked if they they snuck away in at all. 
Oh man, socks with runners on the corners in the bottom of the fifth and the bottom of the ninth. What is it? How many outs? What what is it on fives? It's two. It's two. It's one out. Tied at five. Bottom of the ninth. Red Sox with the man on first and third. What channel is it on? Uh, Fox Sports One. Fox Sports One. For me, it's different. For me, it's a channel called Sportsnet, but. Oh yeah, G-Man, right G-Man Choi misfielded the ball. I I had to turn off the game because I saw like I, I can hear my parents downstairs watching the game, so I'm like, all right, something's got to be going on. But mm-hmm. folks, that's what it is. It's a football podcast, but we're watching baseball. Um, the only other thing I'll say about yesterday is um, I think the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not gonna be coming out here like the rest of the American media and saying, you know what, hey, crown this team now. But they're gonna be there. They're gonna be there in January. They're winning the East. I thought. Yeah, that's actually team. my hot take of the week, bro. Yeah. What? I think I think I think they uh they have a chance this year. I really yeah. do. I think I, they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl this year. I fucking hate to admit that because there's no fan base I hate worse than the NFL than the Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah, man, that that you know Trayvon Diggs is, is absolutely balling. Their offense is just firing on all cylinders. I think they got a legit chance to uh, you know, I still want to beat see them beat a couple teams, but you know they're 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 a legit team right now for sure. Them versus the Chiefs right before Thanksgiving is going to be like a fucking big 12 shootout. No matter what the over is, you hammer that over. It's going to be like the, like what happened yesterday in L.A. Yeah. I, yeah. I, gotta, I mean, but they can hang with anyone, bro. You know what? They honestly can. As did the runner go to – I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what the runner did for Boston. But I got to look at their schedule coming up because obviously, like I said, I don't expect the Patriots to uh, beat them. But then they got their bye, and then they go Vikings, Broncos, Falcons. Okay, it's a little easy. That Chiefs, Raiders, Saints stretch from basically – that's a three That's three games in less than – about three games in 11 days. They come out of that 3-0. and um, Then I'll be starting to say, we'll see you in L.A. But until then, they – like you said, I think they got to beat a dog because the only dog they faced this year so far – like they did beat L.A. They hung in tough with Tampa – which I think they they lost that themselves. When there was a minute 24, I was just like, you gave Brady way too much time to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but uh, um, yeah, they, they played them very well, though. They, they did. They did. Um, my other hot take, too, is I still feel like there's a way the Steelers find a way to sneak in the playoffs. I, I just They're going to be that team that, you know what, they fuck with you on like the spread or money line. Because the two times I bet against them this year, both times they won. So I have to stop betting against the Steelers. I bet <laughs> I picked Bill's money line week one, and I picked the Broncos to cover two and a half yesterday. Both did not hit. Yeah, I don't know about them getting into the wild card, but um, yeah, they're definitely not. They're definitely not like in the very bad level, but I, you know, they're they're like below average to me. You know, they're like a team that's gonna pick from anywhere from like eight to like twelve, thirteen, something like that. They're not good enough to contend for a Super Bowl, but they're not bad enough to be a top 10 pick. They're in that they're I'm, I'm going to say the same thing too. that because Austin Gale said this before on his podcast. And like I said, former guest, uh, former guest of the show. They're in that football purgatory that no team wants to be in. And also to losing Juju Smith Schuster hurts a lot, which for him, I feel bad. I know we like to come and kind of cut the guy out for his TikTok stuff. But at the same time, too, man, that sucks going out for the season in a contract here. On the contract, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. The um, Red Sox just fucking walked it off, didn't they? No, no. Oh. oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, that the Red Sox are going to the ALCS. Let's go Astros. <laughs> I'd rather see the Astros than these motherfuckers. I have like a mixed And that just, that just makes the wild card games thing even more now. Man, that that the real the Rays. I'm gonna say this on a baseball note quickly. I'm gonna go back to football, but the Rays that is now two years in a row where like silliness has like fucked their season. Last year it was pulling Blake Snell. This year it was oh, what was it this year? This year it was that like silly little ball out that we thought was a home run, but it was a ground rule double. Like man, the Rays are just cursed. Move that team to Montreal. It's a Montreal. What? It's a Montreal. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. Bring them up yeah. here. We need a second team. Fuck it, bro. <laughs> hey, but I was going to also make a point. This, this, tell me Trey Lance to doesn't look like a clone of Colin Kaepernick. He, Literally a clone. He does. I'm going to say this right now. Out of the five quarterbacks, 
I put it Jones and then Fields for one and two. I'm, I know it sounds a little biased, but I think those two have played the best so far. Lance looked like he looked okay yesterday, but that's the other thing too. I don't know if you've seen this. Lynch and Shanahan's record is 31 and 38 since they've gotten to San Francisco. Yeah, I did see that. And that's how GMs get fired, bro. I think the fact that they made a Super Bowl, though, kind of buys them a few years. It does, but, you know, I, I, just, I just had to point it out that he just looks just like Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick to me. He, he's, he's that guy. Like, that's another team, too. With, like, man, they're running trickery right now in the Colts. And Lance Falls throws it out of bounds. Um, the only other thing I'm going to like, man, the Niners are just a weird team where I feel like right now they're not ready to contend for a Super Bowl, but at the same time, too, they could. They're that that team. You just don't know what to expect out of them on a week-to-week basis. I want to see them finish at least, you know, like with eight, eight, nine wins and, you know, above the Seahawks, obviously. For one reason, obviously, we have the Seahawks pick. For the, for the other reason is that, Genius GM Chris Greer thought his team would be better than theirs, so he traded his first-round pick rather than uh, the 49ers' first-round pick. So the Miami draft, the Miami uh, Dolphins will be drafting where the 49ers end up. You know what? That's another team, too, man. The Dolphins, I know they've been hurt, but, man, I thought yesterday, I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe... Maybe the Bra- the Dolphins upset the Bucks, but instead they got their asses kicked. Yeah, Big Rat told me to take their spread. I'm like, hell no, bro. The defense has been a problem all year, man. I mean, two, two, if two is there or not, two is not that quarterback where he's going to put up those kind of points on the board. He's, he's just not. So, I mean, we'll see next week when, uh, when he's back. But, you know, if, who, are they, who are they playing this week? I'm going to take a look. I know the Bucs. We'll talk about the Bucs in a second because, obviously, they're the next game on the docket for the NFL. But, um... Which folks, Bobby and I will Miami be Miami plays Jack. Okay, they play Jacksonville. I, oh, yeah, I, I'm telling you right now, I got Jacksonville winning. Uh, winning their what is it? Their second game or their first game? Their first game. Their first game. I got. I blocked that in. Jags money line. Um, one spread here. I'm well. One spread here. I'm really tempted to take is Rams at ten and a half. One I got for you. Do you take the Colts at ten points against the Texans? Do you take the points or no? Ah. Uh, Probably, but I wouldn't bet it. Yeah, I like for my spread pool, I would take the Colts, but I'm not going to. That's not going to be on my best bets, which I'm going to go into right now, Danny, because I had a sick five team parlay for college football on Saturday. The Alabama fucked you. Yes. So I had this. (laughs) I had Oklahoma versus Texas over 65 and a half points. I had Michigan State money line hit against Rutgers. I had Georgia money line against Auburn hits. I had to sweat this out, but I had Michigan money line over Nebraska. And then I had Alabama money line. Jeez. I a $25 bet. I would have won 170 bucks. Vegas cleaned the fuck up on parlays with, uh, with, with Bama Fucking losing this week. Clean the fuck up, man. I saw there was, there was the BR betting Twitter. Someone bet 500000 on a three-team parlay with all heavy favorites to win hundred k, and he lost because of Alabama. Imagine okay, not, that. 500000 to win 100000 See, that's what I do. I always say this. I always bet what I can afford to lose. I talked to Miguel about this on Saturday because he was asking me, and he also had a lock for me, too, that hit. I mentioned in my video that I had he had Hunter Renfro, three, three receptions, 40-plus yards. He hit yeah, it. He easy. had six receptions. That's easy money. Easy, easy money. money. The one I I, I, actually, I was the only one uh, in my league to pick the Bears this week, so I'm very proud of that one. I took one. I took the uh, I took the Ra- I took the Raiders to cover. I think it was yeah. only like about five and a half points. I thought it was like a pretty simple cover. The one two that I should have bet, but I was kind of pissed I didn't. I didn't think about this until after you tweeted about it. Was betting Tyson Fury to win Saturday night. Oh my god, I was so drunk at the bar, man. I just found someone who had uh, who had Wilder. He wanted to put money on Wilder. I'm like, I right, bet. I got I got Fury. That was that was a fun fight. That was an awesome fight, man. You just love to see a two heavyweights just clash, and it was awesome. But no, that's yeah. my story. So this Sunday, I'm like kind of tempted to take a break from NFL betting and bet college. Because man, you fucking like the, even the Michigan Nebraska game. I had to sweat it out because Michigan goes up big, Nebraska comes back, takes the lead. Michigan then gets the job done. Like fuck, yeah. man, just the ups and downs. Because here's the other thing too, man. College football is exciting, and then 
The only other thing I'll say is I had that that over. I'm going to say this. If you're betting an over, go Big 12 football every day of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easy overs. Agree with Um, that. Before we wrap up here, I just want to talk to you about Thursday Night Football. Do you see a world where the Eagles upset the Buccaneers after these reports of Brady? Hell no. Hell no. How you don't long. see it like last. You don't see it like last year. Remember Thursday Night Football? Uh, Brady and the Bucks went into Chicago and lost to Nick Foles. No, no, I, I don't see it at all. Nope. I think I think Bucks cover that. I gotta see what the spread is on that. Because um, I know I don't think it's Eagles. Eagles had no business winning the game they did against you know against the Panthers. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for that block punt, you know, it's a different game. But Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold again. People, stop buying in early. The guy, the guy, the guy has never had a clutch fucking game-winning drive in his life, and you know he panics when everything's not going perfect for him. AKA Christian McCaffrey is not bailing him out, so uh, you know maybe he's not the quarterback that everyone thinks he is. Early bet of the week that I like, I like the over with the Chargers and the Ravens at fifty and a half points. I like to. I, I'm taking the Vikings to beat the. I'm taking the Vikings to beat the Panthers. I think the Panthers are kind of hitting a rough patch here, and. Uh, yeah, you know what, Buccaneers Eagles. It's a seven point spread. I'm taking the I'm taking the Bucks and the points. Yeah, it's Easily. a 40. Don't even think Don't even think twice about it. I will say Unless, this right now. You know, the only thing that's gonna fuck you is some garbage time. Um, you know, backdoor cover with Jalen Hurts, but I think it's gonna be out of reach. And then you know, it's the, the potential for garbage time is there to cover. But do you 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 never buy a half a point? Uh, do no, I've never done that before too. No, I've heard about doing that where you can buy yeah. buy the half point. Buy half I would point, consider yeah. buying, I'd, I'd consider buying either. I'd consider buying six and a half. Yeah, that would be smart to do. I mean, the line might even move to seven and a half. So if you're planning on betting that. If the uh, line get moves, that in. Yeah, I'm going to say, you, this, how do you bet? You bet online? You, you want a sports book app or something? Yeah, it's called I so there's two. I have OLG, which is our the our province's uh lottery and gaming. It literally stands for Ontario Lottery and Gaming. They mm-hmm. do a thing called it's called ProLine Plus, but I use an app called Bet99. So basically I just go in there. You can okay. yeah, like I can use Interact Pay, I can use fucking Bitcoin if I add any. But yeah. um, um so I just go in there and I do it. But the options for there, it's just the straight up like uh, money line spread over under. I can't. I I got to figure out how to do the whole buying points, or even you were talking about like the pushing, yeah, stuff, and like stuff like that. Like I'm still fake. I'm still like I know I come on here and I give weekly betting advice, and I also do it on TikTok and Instagram. But I'm just I'm still trying to get my feet wet. But I feel like eventually, once I hit a stride, I can like, or once I not hit a stride, but like once I hit like a certain yeah. system where I figure out what works, I feel like I'll just start constantly winning it's just like i feel like it's one of those unfortunate things you got to keep yeah, up you're with deal, bro you're definitely have you hit have you hit a parlay yet or no i hit one in the preseason that was it though i hit one in the preseason yeah you're was, due, bro you're definitely doing i hit the ravens because that was an easy one but the one i was happy about was i hit illinois to beat nebraska early on in the season because i oh, heard it on a podcast and i was like you know what i'll take it like this saturday too hey and i'm fucked me but i'm really liking them to win their game it's just I, I, I'm looking – I may take the week off from NFL betting. I may just go college just because, look, it's a little more exciting and then there's more games to choose from. But we'll we'll wait and see because, like, Saturday night, I'm telling you, man, I was fucking broken. And, like, I was – like, I know it was only 25 bucks, but at the same time, too, it was like you just sweat all this out. It's like when you're baseball and your team gets walked off for, like, yeah game-winning touchdown. It's just like that deflating feeling where it's just like – all that for nothing, because like literally it started at noon that day and went to like almost twelve o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, my best uh, money line uh, underdog this week is is the Jaguars. So keep a keep an eye out on them. You know what? I like it. I'm going to give mine I think right now. There's I'm good gonna, value there. I'm going to give an early one too. What the Ravens are pushing right now. Um, early one I like. I like Minnesota at a point, and then another one I like. Give me the Cardinals because the Browns are favored by two and a half. I like the Cardinals there. Yeah, I would take the cards too. Yeah, so the Cardinals and the Vikings are my early week six uh, betting betting favorites. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would bet the Jags, but I'd consider taking the points for them. I I, I honestly think they get the win, man. I mean, they've been competitive. Um, they, they were up on the Cardinals, and then they just shot themselves in the foot. I think they're going to be able to uh, – you know, take it to Miami, and they should have beat the Bengals too. Honestly, on that Thursday night game, they should have. They 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 honestly should have. So I think that that I think that's uh 
that's the bet this week. That is, and I, I you know what? I also think I think that's the podcast for this week. Um, it's been a, it's been a fun one, Danny, to get you on here once again. I should get you on here more often on Mondays because the Patriots seem to win when you when you're on here. On <laughs> I'll see you in January, and then if that's the case, or when they're out of it mathematically. Oh fuck off! <laughs> I anyway, you know what? It's been a blast getting to talk to you once again. But we'll uh, we'll catch you folks later. And remember, folks, I'll be back here Friday. Bobby Gross making his return to YWC Football Talk. Have a good night, Be everyone. Gross, wow. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.